From the K-Rob Collection, this is Audio Antiques, featuring programs from the golden age of American radio. I'm Ken Robinson. The Zero Hour was a daily mutual broadcasting system radio drama hosted by Twilight Zone TV star Rod Serling. We're going to hear three episodes from 1974 starring African-American actor Greg Morris, who got his start appearing on such TV shows as The Twilight Zone, Branded, and Ben Casey, and countless other programs in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. Born in Cleveland, Ohio, Francis Gregory Allen Morris is best known for his role as electronics expert Bonnie Collier on Mission Impossible and as Lieutenant David Nelson on the crime drama Vegas. Get ready as Greg Morris stars in Death at Half Length, Floating Down the River, and Once a Thief on Radio's Zero Hour. Don't throw away your old computer. Make it come alive with Linux, the free operating system. Linux revives old computers and makes new ones as fast as lightning. There are hundreds of Linux versions packed with all the free software you'll ever need. Linux is easy to download, and you can try it out before you install. You can run it alongside Windows for comparison. Take time to learn about Linux. L-I-N-U-X. The free open source operating system. I'm Rod Serling. You're listening to the Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Keith Walker's drama at the races. Death at half a length. Starring Greg Morris. In a mutual broadcasting system presentation of The Zero Hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company. Also by Beechnut Chewing Tobacco, Shenley Industries, Matus Wine, and International Harvester. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. This is Hugh Downs with another car buyer's report from Ford. Comparing the total cost of ownership is the only way to be sure you get your money's worth when buying a new car. And Ford says there are three important considerations that make up the total cost of ownership. Purchase price, operating economy, and trade-in value. Don't overlook that last one, trade-in value. I'd like to give you some interesting facts about trade-in that are difficult for the average consumer to come by. Like the fact that based on a national average of NADA wholesale prices, both the 1973 Torino and the 1973 Grand Torino returned more of their original purchase price than their closest sales competition. The facts speak for themselves. A solid, well-made car will generally return more at trade-in. Ford says that's one of the reasons why Torino is the best-selling car in its class. The closer you look, the better we look. Someone's out to kill pleasure, honey, and nobody knows why. You're about to enter the world of horse racing, where the thoroughbred is king, and man is but to serve. On the outside, by a left wind fire. Sutton, Hey, anybody seen Crazy? Down here, nobody. Crazy, get your rear end out here. Jim Howard, get out of this store. You see this? I know you said it. I don't know what you're raving about, Howard, but I've had enough of you. Oh. Howard, you're crazy. Help somebody. All right, all right. Break it up. Break it up. Come on, Mr. Howard. Now stop it. 
against me for this whole season, Krasny. Now you're threatening to kill one of my horses. Kill one of your horses? What do you mean, Mr. Howard? This. I bought a stock of pleasure honey store. Let me see. Howard scratched pleasure honey or she died. Let me see that. There's no signature. What makes you think this would be me? Because you tried to buy that horse and you've been sore at me ever since. Oh, Howard, take your empty head out of here. Mr. Howard, this should be looked into. Aren't you running pleasure honey in the next race? I am. Then I plan to have her win something. Remember that. Let's go, Hasman. Jim, uh, I know you and Krasny have been at one another, but there's nothing on this note to say it was him. Maybe it's just a crank. No, no, no. Look at this. Get out of Holly Hill or we'll ruin you. Yeah, well, that came a couple of days ago in the mail. One might be a crank. Two's a threat. Yeah, I can't disagree. Okay, I'll get some men posted. That is, unless you're thinking of scratching pleasure, honey. Oh, no. Nobody pushes big Jim Howard around. Scotch and soda, Mr. Howard. Anything else? No. Here, boy. Thank you, sir. Sure hopes pleasure honey wins. I got some dollars riding on her. Yeah. Thanks. I got men posted from the turn to the finish line. Anything happens, your butt is in a swing. Turn the speaker up. Then every day I'm sincerely on the rail. Going into the far turn, it's Pleasure Honey in front by three quarters of a length. Lord Thomas is second by a head. King's Ransom third by a neck. Riley's Luck fourth by two and a half lengths. High Hopes is fifth. Sincerely sixth on the outside. Then every day on the rail, High Hopes and so soon. Around the turn, it's Pleasure Lady in front by a neck. King's Ransom is second by a length and a half. Lord Thomas third by a half length. Riley's Luck fourth by a half length. Every day is fifth by a half and so soon. Into the stretch. It's Pleasure Honey in front on the rail by a head. King's Ransom second by a length. Riley's Luck third on the outside by a length. Lord Thomas fourth. And every day on the rail. Now it's Riley's Luck in front. Pleasure Honey is second. And here it comes so soon on the outside. It's Riley's Luck so soon. And but wait. Something's wrong. Pleasure Honey fell. Hosman, I did it. I killed my horse. Riley's Luck is the winner. Followed by so soon. And King's Ransom. Pleasure Honey never got to the finish line. Looks like the horse never had a chance. Died instantly. Billy Bangle, the jockey, apparently is not hurt. He's walking away just what are you doing? Now, one minute, you're listening to the horse race, and the next, you think you're at Indy. Now, that race may just have cost my company $100,000. Here, honey, this is for you. Oh, George, what a nice surprise. What is it? It's a tire gauge. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. What's a tire gauge? Well, you, you check your tire pressure. Well, it helps you get better mileage. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I got it free from our participating international dealer just for looking at the new international travel-all. A new international travel-all? Yeah. What's a travel-all? Well, it's something like our old station wagon. Our old station wagon? Except the travel all's a foot and a half shorter, so it's much easier for you to park. Our old station wagon? Yeah, and it has 20% more room inside, more room for you and the kids, more room for groceries. We'll get lots more use out of it. Our old station wagon? Yeah, and right now, until July 20th, you get four Firestone gas-saving steel-belted radial tires on most models at no extra cost. But where is... And they're worth $290, suggested retail price. George, where's the new travel all? Right outside the window. Oh, George, it's different. I know. <laughs> I like different. I know, I it's know. Different, all right. I'll get to the point, Doc. How did Pleasure Honey die? Your horse was murdered, Mr. Howard, with this. May I see that? Hey, that's evidence. Who are you? That's all right, Lester. Jason Kelly. He's an insurance investigator. You track security, Lester? That's right. He used to be, if I have anything to say about it. We did the best we could, Mr. Howard. I don't see Test how... That is rotten. They killed my horse right in front of your men. Explain that. I'll see to the horse. Doc, let's get it in the truck. Mr. Kelly, may I have the dart? Sure, uh, sorry. You mind telling me how the horse was killed? No, oh, that thinks there's Curare on the tip. Thanks. Is uh, anyone going to introduce me? Oh, I'm sorry. Lana Gregory, Jim Howard. Uh, Miss Gregory, uh, just a little upset at the moment. Oh, I understand. You know who did it? 
There's another owner, a guy named Sutton Krasny, who's been itching to put me out of business. Any proof of that? Just two letters I got. Letters? Yeah. Lester Hasman's got them. Both of them threatened to ruin me, and the last one warned. If I ran Pleasure Honey, they'd kill her. That horse was one of my favorites. I, I just hit it the loser. I understand. But there is one thing. Oh, what, sir? From the looks of it, the company will have to pay off. And $100,000 is a lot of weeping money. Jason, why did you do that to the poor man? You mean about the money? Well, yes. I thought it was mean. Well, I'll tell you something. So did I. But I wanted to see his reaction. And it seemed genuine to me. Besides, he was with the security man when the horse was killed. Lovely lady, I never said he did it. I just follow my hunches. Now, you want to do a chore for me? Sure. You, um, want to make me deputy sneak? You always were. <laughs> Go see the jockey, Billy Bangle. And what? I don't know. Ask him about what happened. Butter him up. Oh, I do know how to do that. Oh, I know. See you later. Right. Come in. Hi. Is Billy Bangle here? Lovely Gregory. Yes. Well, did somebody send a message ahead? Oh, please, come in. Uh, I'm sorry, but I am one of your biggest admirers, uh, figuratively speaking, anyway. Well, <laughs> thank you. Do you feel all right? Uh, yeah, yes, uh, fine. <laughs> Lucky, I guess I didn't even get a bruise. Well, I'm really flattered you would even come and ask. Well, to be truthful, I came with a friend, Jason Kelly. His company holds the insurance on pleasure, honey. Oh, I see. Well, it's still an honor. Uh, would you sit down? Thanks. Billy, have you been riding for Mr. Howard a long time? Uh, Billy, I... Uh, oh, it's Gregory. Uh, what are you doing here? Oh, I I just came to talk to Billy for a moment. Well, he took a bad fall. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, uh, you okay, Billy? Oh, sure, Mr. Howard. Are you going to feel like riding tomorrow? Yes. Good, good. Well, let's see you at the ranch later on. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going out to the hospital, and then I'll be there about 7. Okay. Uh, give my best to your wife. My uh, very best. I will. Thank you. Is your wife in the hospital, Billy? Yes, yes, she has been for almost a year. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's not something we can do much about. Say, you know, she just loves you. She's seen almost every one of your pictures. <laughs> I hope that's not what put her in the hospital. <laughs> You're even funnier in person. <laughs> Thanks. Say, I've got an idea. Jason is sure to be tied up for a couple of hours, and if you're going to the hospital, maybe your wife would like a visitor. Oh, would you? Well, she'd love that. Why not? Jasmine? Oh, what can I do for you, Mr. Kelly? Try Jason. Your secretary said I'd find you here. Now she'd give away state secrets if she ever had any. Yeah, let me wash away the track dust and we can talk. Was uh, Howard with you during the whole race? <sighs> yep, all the time. Well, you got any likely suspects? One, but I'm just blowing smoke. Guy by the name of T.P. T.P., who he? Thomas Peterson, large-type bookie, does most of the business in town. Plays off plenty to the guys in the East. There's a rumor going around that Big Jim is into him for a bundle. So maybe he's putting the screws to Howard to get him to pay. Killing Pleasure Honey would be just the way to do it, too. Yeah, maybe. But then again, Howard could have arranged to pick up the insurance and bail himself out. Or Sutton Krasny could really hate Howard. You're going to need a basket to carry all your suspects in. Oh, excuse me, Les. I know it's the men's room, but you got to come quick. Well, what's wrong? Mr. Howard, he's been shot. My daddy was a mighty fine man. He taught me a thing or two. A woman can hurt, so you stay on your guard. And beats nothing the tobacco you chew. Them times we'd go fishing, my daddy and me. He'd tell me everything he ever knew. Go after Big Mouth in close to the bank and beach nuts the tobacco you chew. Around here, beach nuts the word for chewing tobacco. And it's been that way, father and son, for a long, long time. What's the secret? 
It's the way beech nut just keeps getting better. Like beech nuts a lot moister these days, with more taste and less stems. Big improvements. You ought to try today's beech nut chewing tobacco. And now I'm a daddy with a son who's full grown, and I tell him a thing or two. Scared money don't win, evil women drink gin, and beech nuts the tobacco you chew. for me. What do you think I am? Some horse? All right, Doc. Thanks, I'll give you a call later. Okay, Lester. What happened, Jim? Well, getting in my car when I heard a sort of a pop. And the next thing I knew, that dart was sticking in my shoulder. Well, it didn't hurt much, but whoever did it was a lousy shot. Well, maybe it was just a warning. Could be. I got another of those notes. If Sunshine Lady runs tomorrow, she dies. Where was this? On my windshield. You gonna run Sunshine Lady tomorrow? You better believe it. And don't you go thinking you can cancel a policy. I know my rights. I wasn't thinking of that. But maybe some of our security people ought to come out. If that's all right with you, Les. Yeah, sure. As long as they check with me. How much you got Sunshine Lady insured for? I have a million. Jace, you can't suspect Jim Howard. Now, what gives you that idea? <laughs> I know that look. He's too sweet a man. Do you know that Billy Bangle's wife will never get out of the hospital, and Jim Howard's been taking care of her bills this whole year? No, I didn't. What's wrong with it? Parkinson's disease. Oh, I feel so sorry for her. She's a very sweet lady. Okay, okay. Case for Jim Howard dismissed. For now. Come on. Where are we going? I'm going to give you your next lesson in sleuthdom. Oh, how exciting. Anyone ever tell you you're an exciting burglar? Shh. Only the police. Mm. So let's hope they don't repeat the compliment on that. You know, this is better than one of my old movies. Don't I know it? Give me that key light of yours. Hey, a little respect for a star, please. Here. Now, where, uh... Aha, here it is. A typewriter? You dragged me out here to type? Right. Take a letter. Chauvinist pig. Okay. What? Howard's threat note. Scratch, pleasure, honey, or die. There. How'd I do? Stick to acting. Oh. Hey, you shouldn't do that. It's illegal. I won't tell if you don't. Look at this. Bunch of darts. Darts? Let's get out of here. Well, aren't you going to take them with you? It's evidence. Nope. Doesn't prove anything except Sutton Krasny owns a dart gun. That shoots darts just like the one that killed Pleasure, honey. Sure, but it could have been a plant. What we have to do is prove it. How? By catching him in the act tomorrow at the race. Where have you been? I have been talking with the famous T.P., Ace Bookie. Did he do it? Naturally not. Bookies seldom kill anybody, especially horses. What I have to do now is find Jim Howard, in case he tries to follow through. Wait a minute. You think he did it? Absolutely. Well, you're right, in a way. There they go. Happy Harry, going to the plenty. What do you mean, in a way? Come on. I want you to meet a friend of mine. Going into the park Lily? This is Jason. Jason, this is Bangle. What? She called me. Jason, it was Billy that killed Pleasure, honey. Wouldn't you? But he's out there racing right now. He'll kill Sunshine Lady. Maybe not, Mr. Kelly. Your maybe might cost me a half million dollars, Mrs. Bangle. Oh, Jay, shut up and enjoy the race.
We'll have the official results in just one moment. All right, you scared the hell out of me. You happy? <laughs> sure. I just won. Come on, let's go down to Billy's office, and Lily and I will explain everything. You see, Mr. Kelly, Billy did it for, for me. Howard told him that, that if he killed Pleasure Honey, he would continue to pay my hospital bills. Lily... I couldn't. I... I know, dear. That's why I asked Miss Gregory to bring me. I just knew you wouldn't. So there wasn't any gun, was there? You placed the dart yourself. Yes. But I... I knew I couldn't do it a second time. Jason, you mean you knew? Not till just now. I figured Howard must have sent himself the notes and planted the darts in Sutton's office. Well, what's that? That should be Sutton Krasny taking his pound of flesh. Shall we see? Howard, get your horses off this raceway. I don't ever want to see you again. Hey, Cully, you did this. Nope. You did it yourself. I just let Sutton know. I'll get you for this. Forget it, Howard. You've lost the horse. But since the company doesn't have to pay, we won't file charges. Uh, no charges? No. But you want a big purse today. Make sure you share it with Billy. Yeah. And there's uh, something else. What? Find yourself another insurance company. Matus is an old-world rosé wine people enjoy everywhere. Like down in the Delta, they know the blues are what you make it, and that the light, easy-to-like taste of Matus rosé makes the meal. Man, on the West Coast, Matus is out of sight, but you see it everywhere. Matus Rosé is perfect for that elegant evening on the town. Matus, the rosé wine that goes with everything good, anywhere, anytime at all. Hey, hey, hey Matus Rosé. Imported by Dreyfus Ashby and Company, New York, New York. I'm Rod Serling. Close your eyes. Exercise your imagination. And join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Death by Havilland is an original radio drama by Keith Walker. Greg Morris was heard as Jason Kelly. Featured in the cast were Julie Bennett, Luke Krugman, Harry Henson, Jerry Hausner, and Byron Kane. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Coates, directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley B. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System. by Beechnut Chain Tobacco, Shenley Industries, Matus Wine, and International Harvester. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. This is Hugh Downs with another car buyer's report from Ford. 
Comparing the total cost of ownership is the only way to be sure you get your money's worth when buying a new car. And Ford says there are three important considerations that make up the total cost of ownership. Purchase price, operating economy, and trade-in value. Don't overlook that last one, trade-in value. I'd like to give you some interesting facts about trade-in that are difficult for the average consumer to come by. Like the fact that based on a national average of NADA wholesale prices, both the 1973 Torino and the 1973 Grand Torino returned more of their original purchase price than their closest sales competition. The facts speak for themselves. A solid, well-made car will generally return more at trade-in. Ford says that's one of the reasons why Torino is the best-selling car in its class. The closer you look, the better we look. Captain Patris Salonica, skipper of the river barge St. Christopher, emerges from the tiny cabin near the stern of the craft and gazes at the mist settling in the water. For a moment, Captain Salonica is wrapped in thought. Suddenly, the sound of splashing reaches his ears, and he turns to look toward the rail of the barge. A man is pulling himself from the water and climbing aboard. Who are you? I said, who are you? Don't blow your cool. Give me a chance to get my breath. What are you doing on my boat? Where do you come from? What do you think? What are you doing in the river at night? Uh, uh, I work on the tug. I fell overboard. All right, here, here. Hey, take my hand. i help you get up. Uh, thanks. What's the matter? You hurt my, my arm. Yeah, it's bleeding. Here, come, we go to cabin. I take care of your arm. Get you some dry clothes, too. Come on. Yes, here we are. Maria! What you want? We have here man fell off talk, need help. Oh, what happened to his arm? I'll be okay, miss. Maria, fix the pillows. Here, mister. We put you on this bunk. Easy. Uh, yeah. I go ashore. I get doctor for you. No, no, no. Oh, oh. oh. You need doctor. I don't want no doctor. Well, I, I tell you what. Uh, maybe, maybe some whiskey help you. That'd be fine. Yeah, I have some forward. I get the bottle. That arm hurt much. I don't want no doctor to tell your father that. He ain't my father. No. He's my husband. Why don't you want a doctor? I just don't, that's all. I'll uh, straighten myself out in a little while. Let me stay here, huh? You want to stay here? Yeah. I'll fix it so he don't get a doctor. Hi, I'm Harry Dallas, Detective Homicide. Yeah, glad to know you. I'm Dean Rockford. River Patrol. We're looking for a truckload of booze, but the grappling hooks haven't latched on anything yet. I know what you were looking for. Huh? Yeah. My partner and I, he's still over in an unmarked car, listening to the radio. Chase the truck down here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Fill me in. Uh, how did it start? Well, Robbery and Bunko got a tip about a plot to hijack this load of whiskey at a warehouse a few miles from here. Huh. We were cruising near there when we got this code on the radio, so we rolled on it. Arrived just in time to see the truck barreling out of the place. We tailed it along the river road down here. The driver must have panicked because he turned off the road onto the dock and just kept going. Sailed right off the end. Was the driver still in the truck? Well, we know he didn't jump. We got on the mic right away and reported to headquarters. Did you learn anything? Yeah. There were two guys in on the job. There was some shooting. Watchman got killed. One of the hijackers took a slug in the chest. The ambulance took him to county emergency. Second guy got creased, so if he got it too bad, he might not have made it out of that cab. Did you talk with a guy before they took him to the hospital? No. He's out cold in yesterday's meatloaf. How long do you think it'll take to retrieve the truck? Eh, can't make a guess yet. Probably take until morning. Hmm, figured. Well, I think we'll wheel over to County Hospital and see if the wounded guy is able to talk yet. Be sure we're kept posted. Right, will do. So long, Rock. See you soon. Uh, by the way, as long as we're going to be working together on this, I think it'd be quicker if you just call me Dean. Right. In case you didn't catch it, Harry's my first name. See you, Dean. Oh. <sighs>
Good morning. Finally woke up, huh? Oh. Hi. Sleep good? What time is it? Nearly ten. Like some coffee? Sounds fine. Where's your husband? On deck, working. Coffee's all made. I'll pour you some. Your name's Mary, ain't it? Yeah, how'd you know? Heard him call you that last night. Uh, here you are. Oh, careful. It's hot. Much obliged. <clears throat> My name's Al. Well, I guess we're introduced. I done like he asked me, Al. Talked him out of going for a doctor. I kind of thought you would, baby. I told him you felt a lot better. I wish I did. Especially now that uh, you and me... Uh... Oh, that arm hurts. I went ashore this morning. I had to do some shopping. The checker at the supermarket told me that last night a truck went off the dock about a quarter of a mile up the river. Some guy was in it. The truck was stolen. No kidding. Was the guy drowned? At first they thought he was. But when they got the truck out, there wasn't nobody in it. Now they ain't sure. What do they think happened to him? I don't know. But I think he got away. I didn't say nothing to my husband about it. Why? It might get the guy in trouble. Why are you putting yourself on his team? Because it takes guts to do what he did. You like that, huh? I think it's super. And I think you are, kid. Tell me something. How come you married to an old seagull like the skipper? I don't know. I expect it was because he was nice to me. He treated me like a lady. Not like just another broad. Oh, you could have done better than him with what you got. Or maybe that's what you wanted. You out of your gourd. I hate living on this dirty scow. Go no place, see nothing, do nothing. I ain't old like him. I want to swing. Maybe that could be arranged. How? Tell you what, babe, I'll make you a deal. You fix it with that old guy so I can lay low on this tub for a while. And when it's time I should split, you pack your duds and come with me. Mm, I was hoping you'd say that. Would you kiss me, Al? Mm. Well, that was mighty good, lover boy. If you think that was good, babe, wait till I can grab you with both arms. Here, honey, this is for you. Oh, George, what a nice surprise. What is it? It's a tire gauge. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. What's a tire gauge? Well, you, you check your tire pressure. Well, it helps you get better mileage. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I got it free from our participating international... Just for looking at the new international travel-all. A new international travel-all? Yeah. What's a travel-all? Well, it's something like our old station wagon. Our old station wagon? Except the travel-all's a foot and a half shorter, so it's much easier for you to park. Our old station wagon? Yeah, and it has 20% more room inside. More room for you and the kids. More room for groceries. We'll get lots more use of it. Our old station wagon? Yeah, and right now, until July 20th, you get four Firestone gas-saving steel-belted radial tires on most models at no extra cost. But where is it? And they're worth $290, suggested retail price. George, where's the new travel-all? Right outside the window. No. Oh, George, it's different. I know. <laughs> I like different. I know, I it's know. Different, all right. Good morning, Harry. Morning, Jane. Report came in, huh? Yeah, just before I telephoned you. Pull up that chair, we'll go over it. What's the score? Well, as you know, we finally pulled the truck up. Yeah, how about the driver? And the door next to the driver's seat was open. Now, of course, he still could have been drowned, but they've been dragging the river for the body. And what did you find out? Well, his pal in the hospital thinked on him just a little while ago. Driver's name's Al Morgan. Yeah, that name rings a bell. Yeah, robbery in Bunko sent him up a few years ago. He's a rough one. Any leads on where he lives or any places he hangs out? Not yet, but we're checking. I played a hunch early this morning. It didn't work out, though. What was that? Uh, there's several barges tied up downriver. I figured that if he was still alive, he might have holed up on one of them, so I checked them all, but none of the captains could do me anything. Morgan's pal told me he was shot in the arm. He could have handicapped him, so maybe he didn't survive. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he made it and still hiding out someplace ashore. None of us liked that short sentence he pulled last time. This time, it's murder. If we can grab him, maybe we can put him in a slam for keeps. Maria? Shh. He's sleeping. Still? He woke up once and had coffee. He's real pooped. Well, I want to speak with him about something. What is it, Patrick? It's very important. He must tell me something. I wasn't sleeping. 
What's so important? A river patrol officer stopped by a little while ago. He was looking for a man who drove a stolen truck into the river last night. Now, look, Patrick. You be quiet, Maria. I did not tell the officer about this man yet, but I would like to ask him some questions. Like what, mister? Well, I would like you to tell me the name of the tug on which you worked. The one you say you fell off? If you gotta know, it was the Queen Mary. Don't be funny with me, young man. I have been what you might call a good sport, but I am captain here. I have good reputation. I cannot afford to do things against the law. So? So I think you are the man the officer is looking for. And if I am? Then I turn you in. I'll level with you, Pop. I'm the guy, but you ain't turning me in. He stayed Maria. here, Patrick. I always give you good advice. I try to make you know what is right and wrong. Do not do this. I say he stays here. But, Maria, this man is bad. He's a dangerous criminal. Why you take his side in this? You, my wife. Why do you think? Kind of looks like I stay, don't it, Pop? You mean you and my wife? Well, you don't do this to Captain Salonika. Out of my way, mister. I go get police right now. I wouldn't do that if I was you. You don't stop me. Look out for each other. I still got a good one left, baby. Do you think knocking him out is enough? Do you? No. Baby, you and me are going to get along just great. Open the door. I'm going to drag him out on deck. My daddy was a mighty fine man. He taught me a thing or two. A woman can hurt, so you stay on your guard. And reach nothing but the back of your cheek. Them times we'd go fishing, my daddy and me. He'd tell me everything he ever knew. He'd go after big mouth in close to the bank. And beach nuts the tobacco you chew. Around here, beach nuts the word for chewing tobacco. And it's been that way, father and son, for a long, long time. What's the secret? It's the way beach nut just keeps getting better. Like beach nuts a lot moister these days, with more taste and less stems. Big improvements. You ought to try today's beech nut chewing tobacco. And now I'm a daddy with a son who's full grown, and I tell him a thing or two. Steered money don't win, evil women drink gin, and beech nuts the tobacco you chew. just after dawn this morning. You been to the morgue? Mm-hmm. It's not Al Morgan. It's the body of a barge captain. Murder? We suspect it. No knife or bullet wounds on the body, no signs of strangling or blunt instrument work. You think someone, maybe Morgan, might have killed him? It's possible. He might have gotten rid of him so he could use the barge as a hideout. Any identification on him? None. Why don't you go over to the morgue and see if you can recognize him? Right. I'll get on it right away. Homicide, Dallas speaking. Harry, Dean Rockford. Listen, I'm calling from the morgue. Recognize the guy? Yeah, he's one of the barge captains. I question, all right. The only problem is I don't remember his name or which barge he was on. But I'm going to check it out. Oh. Well, I'll have to do it the hard way. By boarding every one of those barges until I can find the right one. Morning, Miss, um... uh... Salonika, and it's Mrs., not Miss. What's the river patrol want on board the St. Christopher? Oh, just routine, Mrs. Salonika. I'm Officer Rockford. I'm checking all the barges along here. The body was taken from the river today. The man happened to be a barge captain. Is your skipper aboard? No. My husband, he's the captain, went ashore about ten minutes ago. Well, I'm glad to hear that he's okay. One of the other barge captains told me the description I gave might fit your husband. You know something? Uh, Captain Whitaker, two barges down the river, is sometimes mistaken for my husband. Um, 
How would you describe the man you're looking for? Oh, about 55, gray hair, 5'6", maybe. I guess it'd be weighed around uh, 160. It could fit Captain Whitaker. I'd try if I were you. Second dock down, you said? Yes. Okay, thanks. I'll get right down there. Buzz gone? Yeah. You heard her? I heard, baby. You handled it real good. But that don't mean he won't be back. What can we do? Well, I told you. I'd take you away from this tub so we could do some swinging together. Now I can keep my word. When do we go? Right now, baby. Right now. So you think this might be the payoff? Could be. I could kick myself for letting that woman con me. How'd she con you? Ah, she told me this Captain Whitaker looks like her husband. So I went to see him. The minute I got aboard, I knew I'd been had. Whitaker looks nothing like Salonika. For my money, she's had something to do with her husband getting that permanent donkey. We'll soon find out. There's a St. Christopher. Pull over there on that dock. There's nobody aboard this tub. Doesn't seem to be. But let's not take any chances. Stand back while I open the cabin door. Uh, no one in there. Let's take a look around. See what's in those drawers. Uh, man's clothes. Only a few women's things. Probably made a run for it. How about that locker? Same here. Man's coats and pants at this end. Empty hangers at the opposite end. Should be where her things have been hanging. How about that wastebasket? Anything there? Oh, just a bunch of papers and... Uh... Uh-oh. Your aunt was probably right. Al Morgan could have been here. Look, a bloody bandage. Yeah, we're getting warm. I'll wrap the bandage in a towel and take it along. Here's an envelope addressed to Mrs. Salonika. According to this, she gets her mail in care of general delivery at the main post office. I'm going to save this envelope. Might give us a lead. <laughs> save the stamps. They're genuine antiques. Eleven-cent air mails. Mm -hmm. Let's get back to the car. I want to radio for an APB on Mrs. Salonika and Al Morgan. Then, just for insurance, you and I are going to stake out that general delivery window for the next few days. I wonder who that is. I should know. Hey, Charlie! Hey, Charlie! 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 We've got witnesses who saw your friend Al Morgan kill the watchman at the warehouse. And with your help, we're going to tie him into the death of your husband. How did you know where we were? We followed you from the post office. Which uh, reminds me, Mrs. Salonika, you're going to have to have a change of address card. Matus is an old-world rosé wine people enjoy everywhere. Like down in the Delta, they know the blues are what you make it, and that the light, easy-to-like taste of Matus rosé makes a meal. Man, on the West Coast, Matus is out of sight, but you see it everywhere. Matus Rosé is perfect for that elegant evening on the town. Matus, the rosé wine that goes with everything good, anywhere, anytime at all. Hey, 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 Matus Rosé. Imported by Dreyfus Ashby and Company, New York, New York. I'm Rod Serling. Close your eyes. Exercise your imagination. And join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Floating Down the River is an original radio drama adapted by Glenn Hall Taylor. Greg Morris was heard as Harry Dallas. Featured in the cast were Dick Vile, Jack Crucian, Jimmy Tyler, and Jerry Dexter. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Coates. 
directed by Don Hughes, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley D. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System. Listening to the Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Kim Weisskopf's thumbnail sketch of the light-fingered filter. Once a thief. Starring Greg Morris. In a mutual broadcasting system presentation of The Zero Hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company. Also by Beach Nut Chewing Tobacco, Shenley Industries, Matus Wine, and International Harvester. This is The Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. This is Hugh Downs with another car buyer's report from Ford. Car size and fuel economy are important considerations today, but so is the total cost of ownership, which involves purchase price, trade-in value, and operating economy. And Ford feels if you compare mid-sized cars, you'll choose Ford Torino. Take some operating economy examples. Torino offers gas-saving steel belt radio-ply tires standard runs on regular gas, and has a 26-and-a-half-gallon fuel tank that's 20% more capacity than its closest sales competitor. And compare some scheduled maintenance costs. You'll find in the course of 50,000 miles that compared to its closest sales competition, Torino's chassis is scheduled to be lubricated only once to there eight times. Spark plugs are scheduled to be replaced only half as often. Everyone says compare. Ford says compare not only the cars, but the total cost of owning a car. The closer you look, the better we look. It's nice to be the best in anything. The title of best pickpocket of the city belongs to Fingers Duncan. He's known throughout the circuit as natural. But lately, Fingers has been slipping, losing his grip, as it were. And in his search to uncover the source of his inexplicable slump, he will most surely find he has his hands full. Today's story is entitled, Once a Thief. We open at police headquarters. A matronly woman and a plainclothes police officer are peering through the one-way glass of a lineup. Well, Mrs. Wilkinson, do you recognize any of these men? I'm afraid not. Yeah, be absolutely sure this is the end of the parade. I'm sure. All right. You bums can go. Well, I've done all I can, Mrs. Wilkinson. You've seen every petty thief, every pickpocket in the city. Either your bonds were stolen by someone from out of town or a local amateur. But, officer, why? Why would somebody steal those bonds when all that cash was right there? You said yourself it was a fundraising affair. Maybe the thief had a soft heart. My guess is he had a soft head. You'll have a lot of trouble trying to pass those bonds. When he does try, we'll let you know. Thank you. You've been most kind. Ma'am. Hold on, Mrs. Wilkinson. Hi, Blake. Hello, Fingers. Uh, Mrs. Wilkinson, you better check to see that your purse is undisturbed. This man you just bumped into is Fingers Duncan. He was in the lineup. This nice young man is a pickpocket? Yeah, just about the best there ever was. Uh, correction, I used to be. Hmm. Everything seems to be in order. You wear a watch? Any jewelry? Hmm. Nothing missing. All right, Mrs. Wilkinson, we'll be in touch. What is it, Fingers? I'm not really in the mood to chew the fat. Blake, I'm depressed. Yeah, what are you telling me for? They got doctors for that. Blake, I'm washed up, finished. I'm here to tell you not to pick me up anymore. Don't tell me you're going straight. After all these years, Fingers, I enjoy rousting you. Yeah, I like you too, Blake. But like I said, it's all over. Sounds serious. That's bad, all right. You see, I had this uncle. Blake? Yeah, Captain. Hmm. Gotcha. Be right there. You see, I had this uncle. You tell it to her shrink fingers. Captain's going to bite my head off. Blake. Hands against the door. 
You're clean. I've been trying to tell you. Yeah, tell me in a few days. I'm sure we'll pick you up again by then. Bye. Blake! Yes? Are you Madam Eliza? Mistress of the occult, oracle of what lies beyond, card reader, astrologer, palmist, and handwriting analyzer. At your service. Are you some kind of gypsy? I mean, the way you're dressed. Well, when need be, yes. What can I do for you? Well, Madam Eliza, I got a problem. Oh, come. Be seated. Uh, my fee is ten dollars. In advance. You're not a doctor, are you? That depends. If you are, I'm leaving. In that case, I'm not. See, I don't trust doctors, especially head doctors. Well, my name is Fingers. Fingers Duncan. I'm a pickpocket. Oh, I was. Oh, I already know that. I see it in your hand. You do? Well, I've been a pickpocket all my whole life. Since I was nine, anyways. And I had this uncle, you see, or I did until last month. Uncle Rufus. And Uncle Rufus died last month. Yeah. And he left me $10,000 in his bill. And your problem is you can't get it. No, that ain't it. I got it. And you still got trouble? Can you help me? Yes, I believe I can. But first, I must consult the stars. How long will that take? Come back tomorrow. I should have an answer by noon. Okay. I can't tell you how much this means to me. I have some idea. See you tomorrow, Madam Eliza. Farewell. Hey, who was that grinning idiot that just left? Whatever you told him must have been good. Gil, you didn't off those bonds today, did you? No, these things are poison. I must have been out of my mind to lift them from that old broad. Not a soul in town will touch them. Ah, but I got someone who might. Yeah, who? One rich, miserable, grinning idiot. I said he was a mighty fine man. He taught me a thing or two. A woman can hurt, so you stay on your guard and be gentle to pack of your cheer. Them times we'd go fishing, my daddy and me. He'd tell me everything you ever knew. He'd go after big mouth in close to the bank and beach nuts the tobacco you chew. Around here, beach nuts the word for chewing tobacco. And it's been that way, father and son, for a long, long time. What's the secret? It's the way beach nut just keeps getting better. Like beach nuts a lot moister these days with more taste and less stems. Big improvements. You ought to try today's beach nut chewing tobacco. And now I'm a daddy with the sun's full grown and I tell him a thing or two. Scared money don't win. Evil women drink gin and beach nuts the tobacco you chew. Thank you for coming down again, Mrs. Wilkinson. Did you find my bond book? Not yet, but with your help, we might very soon. This charity bazaar of yours was open to the public, you said. Yes, that's right. It, it cost $5 to get in, and then all of the games. Games, right. That's what I want to know. What kind of games? Who ran them? Oh, goodness, I don't know. We had booths over much of the property. There were games of chance, mostly. Who hired these people? A booking agent, Mr. Um, Fishman. He, he was recommended by... Saul Fishman? Well, yes. Uh-huh. Thank you, Mrs. Wilkinson. You've been most helpful. Fingers, the heavens smile upon you. What did the star say, Madam Eliza? Oh, ten dollars again? <laughs> Naturally. This is getting to be expensive. There was a meteor shower last night. It came to me then. What came to you? The image of your Uncle Rufus. His face appeared in the night sky. Oh, really? He was a wealthy man, your uncle. And you, Fingers, were his favorite nephew. A what? And even though he disapproved of your larcenous lifestyle, he decided to leave you ten G's for one purpose and one purpose alone. He felt that if you had money... His money, money earned legitimately in the business world, you would see the light and mend your ways. Yeah? Your Uncle Rufus had it all figured out. Except for one thing. What he didn't know was that you are an artist and you love your work. That's right, I do. Uh, I did. You will work again, Fingers. And soon. Huh? By ridding yourself of your uncle's money. By spending it on something hot. Stolen merchandise. Would you do that? 
You won't have any money, so you'll have to go back to work. Madam Eliza, I think you got it. Lucky for you, I happen to have just the thing. Stolen bonds. They're worth 20,000 clams. I'm holding them for a friend who's an artist like yourself. He'll let them go for uh, half the value. 10,000? That's exactly what I got. Oh, what a coincidence. How soon can I have the bonds? Just as soon as you give me the money. How about this afternoon? Oh, splendid. I'll be waiting for you. Uh, Madam Eliza, I only got one question. Yes. Are you sure this will work? I mean, what if after we make the deal, I still can't get back into the swimming thing? My friend, if by chance you do doubt your ability to steal, and I'm sure you won't, keep these words on the tip of your tongue and say them aloud to remind yourself, I will be a thief. I will be a thief. I will be a thief. Say them. I will be a thief. I will be a thief. I will be a This list has all the people who worked Mrs. Wilkinson's fundraiser? Certainly. Why the hassle? Somebody stole some bonds from the house. Mrs. Wilkinson would like them back. Bonds? $20,000 worth. Oh, now, wait a minute. I got scruples. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Fishman, you're an operator. Scratch my back and I'll let you keep operating. If not... Look, Blake, all but a couple of new acts I can vouch for. Which couple? The last two on the list. Guess the number of beans in the jar and the fortune Madam Eliza? Yeah, the beans people, they're the lunatics. What makes you say that? Numbers. It's one family, 12 of them. So? So when I told him this was going to be a charity gig, the old man says the percentage ain't enough. But? But what? He showed up anyway, the whole lot of them. Said he'd make his money somehow. I told you these bonds were poison. Now we're really up a creek. Well, who figured Fishman to be as crooked as he is? So now we know, big deal. Giving him half of what we make is too much. I say we skip town now. Oh, no, nothing doing. Fingers will be here any minute with a ten grand. We get the money, then we skip. That's too risky. Look, Yell, it'll take me five minutes to close the deal. I'll get the bond. Hey, how long do you think we'll be before this chump gets hip to the fact that we're ripping them off? Gil, this ain't a rip-off. These bonds are worth 20000 If he's a smart operator, that's what he'll get for him. I swear I put him in this drawer. Hey, what is this? A note. What's it say? Dear Madam Eliza, I came back with the money, but you were out. While I was waiting, I started to feel that doubt we were talking about. So I did like you said and started saying over and over, I will be a thief, I will be a thief, I will be a thief. It worked so good, I went right to the drawer and stole your bonds. an old-world rosé wine people enjoy everywhere. Like down in the Delta, they know the blues are what you make it, and that the light, easy-to-like taste of Matus Rosé makes the meal. Man, on the West Coast, Matus is out of sight, but you see it everywhere. Matus Rosé is perfect for that elegant evening on the town. Matus, the rosé wine that goes with everything good, anywhere, anytime at all. Hey, hey, hey Matus Rosé. Imported by Dreyfus Ashby and Company, New York, New York. I will be a thief. I will be. Stole your bonds. Sincerely. Yeah, this is Blake. I want arrest warrants issued for a Gilbert Hayes and a Madam Eliza Tabachnik. Descriptions there on my desk. Oh, and uh, pick up fingers, Duncan, again. Right, I want to talk to him. There's a what? When did it start? Got it. Get on those other two right away. 
makes you think that people be here at the parade? Every different town is here. Parades are like conventions for them. Fingers is here, I tell you. Yeah, but where? We'll never find them in this mall. You mean we see where he is? Well, let's get him. Not yet. What do you mean, not yet? He'll get away. He ain't going anywhere. Can't you see he's making a pinch? Hey, that was smooth. The dude's got his act together. And don't forget, he's got our bonds. Look, he's sneaking off into the alley, probably to rifle that wall. Now for a chance. Oh, fingers, the heavens frown on you today. Madam Eliza, what a pleasant surprise. I'm sorry I had to leave when I did. Is this guy for real? Oh, Gil, I will handle this. Look at all these green Madam Eliza. I have you to thank for getting me over my mental block. Oh, I'm so glad I could help you, Fingers. But, um, aren't you forgetting something? You stole my bonds. Actually, they belong to Mr. Hayes here. That's right, Twerp. And I'd like them back now. I could give them to you for good. Well, what's stopping you? I have them. Well, where are they? I sold them. You passed them? Already? How? He's lying. I tried all over town. I am many things, Mr. Hayes, but I'm not a liar. I sold those bonds to a friend of mine, a fence, a highly respected man in his trade. He paid me full value. What? Who is he? It doesn't matter, but we will take the money. I'm afraid I don't have that either. Oh, you're a liar, Mr. Hayes. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Hey, let me take it out of his hide. No. Fingers, what did you do with the money? Well, I did like you said do, Madam Eliza. I got rid of it. I had to. Otherwise, I couldn't work. I'll give you a job. How'd you like to be a corpse? What did you do with twenty thousand dollars? I gave it away. You what? I gave it away. Gil, if you don't, I will. All right, you turkey, smile pretty. Oh, that's enough, Hayes. Hey, what? Who are you? How do you know my name? My name's Blake. I'm a cop. You're under arrest. Uh, going somewhere, Madam Eliza? Officer, you must be confusing me with someone else. I'm here for the parade. In an alley. Well, I... You're both under arrest for bond theft. Blake! Playborn, I'm in here. Take these two to headquarters. I'll be there as soon as I can rouse fingers. Fingers? Fingers. Uh, uh, please, don't hurt my hands. Blake, where'd you come from? Shame on you, Fingers. This isn't your wallet. Uh, oh, uh, that. It lets you and I return it to its owner, then take a ride downtown. What do you say? Great. I can't wait. Do you recall these two working at the bazaar, Mrs. Wilkinson? Why, yes. This woman was the fortune teller. And he... Yes, now I remember. He was inside the house much of the time. I, I thought he was a guest. You're dreaming, lady. You can't do this to me. I demand to see my lawyer. Blake, why have I been arrested? You gave me a bum steer, Fishman. I think you did it on purpose. Oh, but I, but I see you got the culprits. Yeah, and they told me what you told them about taking... Hey, that's right, Fishman, you crumb. It was written in the stars. Oh, shut up. Playborn, lock him up. I, I want to call my lawyer. I have rights. Let him call the lawyer, then jail him. Well, that's that, Mrs. Wilkinson. Sorry we couldn't get your bonds back, but we got the next best thing. Fingers? I'll let Fingers tell you about it. I'm, uh, I'm awful sorry, ma'am, about selling those bonds, but I got 20000 for them. Tell her what you did with the money. Well, I gave it away to charity. That and the ten grand my Uncle Rufus left me in his will. That's marvelous. Yeah, and now I'm broke again. I'm back on the circuit. Well, nice meeting you again, ma'am. I guess I'll be leaving. Uh, fingers? Yeah? Mrs. Wilkinson, your necklace. Where did you... I just had it on. Get out of here, fingers. Do that again and I'll throw you in the can. You know something, Blake? What? It's good to be back home. Here, honey, this is for you. Oh, George, what a nice surprise. What is it? It's a tire gauge. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. What's a tire gauge? Well, you, you check your tire.
pressure. Well, it helps you get better mileage. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I got it free from our participating international dealer just for looking at the new international travel all. A new international travel all? Yeah. What's a travel all? Well, it's something like our old station wagon. Our old station wagon? Except the travel all's a foot and a half shorter, so it's much easier for you to park. Our old station wagon? Yeah, but 20% more room inside, more room for you and the kids, more room for groceries. We'll get lots more use out of it. Our old station wagon? And right now, until July 20th, you get four Firestone gas-saving steel belted radial tires on most models at no extra cost. But where is it? And they're worth $290, suggested retail price. George, where's the new travel all? Right Outside the window. Oh, George, it's different. I know. <laughs> I like different. I know, I it's know. Different, all right. I'm Rod Sterling. Close your eyes. Exercise your imagination. And join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Once a Thief is an original radio drama adapted by Kim Weiskopf. Greg Morris was heard as Fingers Duncan. Featured in the cast were Michael Ryan, June Foray, Scott Ellsworth, Mary Lansing, and Peter Leemans. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Collis, directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley D. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System. Are you tired of your $50 to $100 per month cell phone bill? Well, come on over to Mint Mobile. I've been with Mint Mobile for years, and I get all the talk, text, and data I need for just $15 a month. You've seen their commercials on TV. Just go to their website, pick the best plan for you, and they will send you a SIM card. Insert it into your phone and start saving. You can even keep your same number. Mint Mobile where you get talk, data, and text for just $15 a month. Get more information from krobcollection.com. And like me, you can get talk, text, and data for as little as $15 a month at Mint Mobile. From the K-Rob Collection, this has been Audio Antiques, a program featuring shows from the golden age of American radio. I'm Ken Robinson, urging you to subscribe to this podcast and to share it with anyone who loves classic broadcasts. Our music is by H Beats. That's H Beats with a Z. Thanks so much for listening.